This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, let you ride around my city, I can show you around my city. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, I can show you around my city, it's my city. Welcome back to another episode of South Bend Beat. After a couple weeks off, we have a great episode today. We have Nick and Chelsea Urankar. Uh, Nick and Chelsea have been married for about 10 years. They run CrossFit 574 and 061 here in the South Bend area. They took over their first CrossFit gym in 2012. Uh, Chelsea has a lot of great tips for nutrition, um, getting started with CrossFit, uh, and Nick had a bunch of great tips uh, for working out, getting into shape. Um, Nick is a three-time participant in the CrossFit Games, and at one time he was ranked 16th in the world uh, as far as CrossFit athletes go, um, and he's still one of the top-ranked athletes, not only in the country, but in the world. Uh, so we talked about all kinds of things from working out to eating right um, to what it's like to get started in CrossFit, some common misconceptions. And we also talked about um, having a T-Rex in the Civil War. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go. So have you guys already worked out today? I have. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going in after this for a, for a while, training for a few hours. Is that your typical daily schedule, like uh, – Late morning, or do you kind of switch it up? Yeah, it depends on the kids and on Chelsea. So I'll go in early morning a lot and coach and then start training. Um, about twice a week, I'll go in a little bit later. Now, when you're when you're coaching, is that a workout, or is it not really intense enough for you guys to consider a workout? Well, no, we're not working out. Uh, it's not like a, you know, we're on a bike yelling at people. We're going with them. It's more of we're walking around and making sure that everything's facilitated correctly, that we're taking care of them. So we're not actually working out. We're more, more of a supervisor type yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we start with you guys telling us your backgrounds? Um, have you always been from here? If not, when did you move here? Uh, Chelsea, we'll start with you. Sure. So I was born and raised in South Bend. Um, it's actually kind of cool to have – we have two daughters, and with the same hospital I was born at, they were born – um, but so I grew up here, I attended Clay High School, and after graduation went off at, to Indiana State, and I studied psychology. So that's kind of my background and my degree, but met Nick while in school and um, got into sales, was at AT&T for a while. Uh, we moved to Indianapolis for a little bit, and then when we got pregnant with our first, we wanted to come back towards family. And since the majority of my family lives here in South Bend, that's how we wound up here again. So where are you from? I'm from all over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he hates that Real question. quick, yeah, I do. I don't really know because I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and at one, I moved to Florida. When we were in Florida, we moved a couple times, and then when I was like nine, moved up to Indiana. Right when we got to Indiana, my parents got divorced, so then we just started moving around. I went to like eight different schools growing up. Finally ended up in a small country town, North Judson. Uh, it's a yeah. couple hours away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and stayed there through high school, finished, uh, went to college, even though I wanted to go back to Florida. Like Florida's where I, like, that was everything. And uh, went to college here so my mom could watch me while they moved back to Florida. 
So they moved back to Florida. They said, come back to Florida. Well, the next thing you know, I meet this little girl over here next to me, Chelsea. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, well, we'll go back to Florida. And then she said she didn't like the heat because it made her hair it frizz. It was the bugs. It was the bugs <laughs> and, and her hair frizz. I, I remember the frizzing of the hair. So uh, we, so basically we uh, compromised and we got married, moved to Carmel, and then she kind of filled in once she got pregnant, realized she wanted to be with my family, and we moved to this place called South Bend. So Florida is a favorite place you have lived? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the pla- It's one of those places where I guess if I went back, I wouldn't know. You know, you... You love something so much as like a kid, right? And then yeah. you really don't want to ruin it necessarily. So I don't know. <laughs> what part of Florida was it? So I it grew up uh, when I was younger in uh, Boca Raton, so south South Florida. Uh, but now, plenty hot. Yeah, now <laughs> my family. But I love the heat. Uh, now my family lives in uh, like middle of Florida, like my mom, which is probably forty five minutes outside Orlando. So how do you guys do with the cold, especially if you if you love the heat? I mean, do you mind the cold? Uh, I still complain. I think I I complain outwardly more than he does, and he always reminds me that I don't have like the opportunity. I, I shouldn't be allowed to do that because we I I'm why we're here. <laughs> um, but he actually did just say today uh, he's on a pretty good routine of taking vitamin D, and he's like, I actually this is like the first winter that I don't really mind it. Well, not the first winter. I'm getting every year gets a little bit better. Like I'm like, okay. That's a big statement for this winter. It, yeah, this winter is yeah, it's, it's and I've been, yeah, and I've been like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so were both of you always um, like high-level athletes or into elite training? Uh, how did that come about? I've pretty much been that way since I was a kid. I think okay. when I was 15, I was embarrassed in the – it was actually our gymnasium. Okay. And we, had, we were coming in for freshman year football. We had a bench press, and the seniors were spotting us. And there was just 135 pounds on the bar, and I'd never done it. So I just had him keep it, and it crushed my chest. <laughs> and they all just picked it up, and they're like, we'll just give it to him. And I remember being so embarrassed, and I just said to myself, I'm never letting that happen again. Now you could probably do a couple hundred reps. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so basically that's when it started. I was you know, getting ready to be 15. And I never knew that story. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's actually quite the opposite. I mean, I played volleyball in high school. I did travel volleyball. Um, that was my preferred sport, but I was never really in shape or healthy. And it was funny when he and I met in college, it, he was, it was, he was the first person that I felt like I could actually be like authentically myself and be vulnerable. And I had admitted to him a couple months into us dating, I think, like, I think I'm finally ready to say out loud, like, I, I don't feel like my outsides match my insides and I'd like, I think you can help me, you know, cause, and right. so, he, so that was pretty awesome. Um, we started, it was, I think it was a summer of going into my junior year from sophomore to junior year. And we would like meet in the mornings at the track and I would run the straightaways and walk the curves. I started like journaling my food and lost 30 pounds in that summertime. And wow. that's what sparked my. And obviously journey. you've, taken off since then both high level athletes and now um a question i did want to sneak in from tina wanted me to ask yeah how many different places do you get groceries from oh man so i typically if it were up to me it'd be all the cheapest places <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> my, i don't i don't do the grocery shopping my typical circle is 
Costco and Whole Foods, okay. like hands down have to. But then I also swing by Target because they have Applegate Deli meat for the best price. It's like nine ninety nine a pound versus I think it's fourteen ninety nine at Whole Foods. So knowing those like routine things that I'm going to be purchasing, I'll just make the stop, and it's it's pretty quick. To hop she in. enjoys her like three to five hours out shopping. She'll be like, <laughs> she'll say, "Oh man, I've got to go shopping today," and we're like, yeah. "Stop it! <laughs> stop yeah. acting like it's a problem." How often do you do the groceries weekly? I do go once a week. Yep, and sometimes we'll do some fill-ins here. Like I, for whatever reason. I enjoy it's just like a good coffee shop to me like I like atmosphere and so Martin's the atmosphere for me just isn't uh I don't enjoy that that would be more like ugh, I gotta go in there and I gotta get this but the you know shopping at Whole Foods or shopping at Costco it's like an experience I'm like right. what do they have like what's new you know um so yeah I do enjoy yeah, it's not it. An experience for me. <laughs> no um talking about CrossFit a little bit more specifically um it obviously had a big boom and now is insanely popular. What are someone that might be looking to get into CrossFit? What are some of the biggest misconceptions um, about CrossFit that I'm sure you probably need to myth bust on a daily basis? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it necessarily myth busting. I think it's more that people just don't know. Like I think the first question most people ask is, "What is it?" And I, it's not like, it's not a thing necessarily. It's literally. And it's different for every gym because that's the beauty of what we do is you can make it your own. And all that it is is it's taking all aspects of fitness and trying to incorporate them into your life because realistically we do so much stuff. So we're trying to take fitness, which can be a 100 million things and a lot you may not even know about. And that's what gets confusing for people is they're like, I've never seen that or heard of that or done that. And we want to expose you. And you might learn something about yourself or learn something you're interested in and the goal is, is that we just get you involved in as much as we can, and then we allow you from there to kind of dictate where you want to go with it. So you can um, decide you really like one aspect of fitness more than another, and you can bias that. Um, our goal initially is to do what we call GPP, which is just general physical preparedness. We just want to prepare you for life. And that might be where we go out on a long run one day, or it might be where we lift a little bit, it might be learning some new gymnastic skills to teach your body how to move a little differently. But the reality is all we're doing is fitness. Now, is it pretty easy to spot someone that comes through for, for the first time and you can tell that they're obviously nervous? Every single person nervous, I think. Everybody. Yeah, everybody is. We always, like one of the sayings I feel like we say a lot is, you know, walking through the door is the hardest part. And once you're there, like you get to know the community and that's a, one of the things that I've really enjoyed. Even like having grown up in South Bend, you know, and attended high school, there are people I attended high school with that still live here, but that community aspect, there's, you know, we don't really hang out. Um, but within CrossFit, like I am friends with people who are 65 years old. I'm friends with people who are 16, you know, it, it's just, it's really cool. Everyone there is just extremely supportive. But we all like have that common thread of we were all nervous. We all had um, different goals when we walked in the door. But like it's a lot about facing fears. And, you know, you, we talk about PRs, like personal records, and those are different for everybody. Sometimes it's one pull up. Sometimes it's a muscle up, so, you know, but there's always something to celebrate, which is what I really like about it. Yeah, I think everybody's intimidated because when you walk in, it looks different. It's just an open facility, rubber floors where the only reason that it's intimidating is because you walk into any other gym and it doesn't look like that. 
Plus, the only person who's going to talk to you is the receptionist. Right. So in, when you walk into CrossFit gym, you're going to get greeted and talked to by multiple people, and it gets because you're like, what the heck's going on? You know, like I, I don't even know who like owns the place right now because there's a bunch going on, but mm -hmm. I've got five people saying, hey, and like, oh, are you starting? And like, and then you weren't planning on starting, but now you're like, you kind of feel obligated, so you get a little worried because you're like, <laughs> I don't yes. think I can be like you. And uh, what we tell everybody is fitness, you should walk into a facility and you should see all aspects of life. And you should be able to, you, you, we obviously don't want to judge necessarily, but you should be able to say like, hey, that person looks newer. That person looks like they've been doing it for a while, but they like to have their weekends, you know? Yeah, that person yeah. looks like they're really going hard. And the problem is, is that within three to six months, you no longer look like a beginner. So mm -hmm. somebody walks in and they say, I can't do what that person's doing. And the person looks at them and goes, I've been here for six months. Yeah, I've lost 25 pounds. Yeah, I've changed all these aspects, but you can do it too. But when you go into a regular gym, a lot of the times, everyone, you see the beginning or the middle. You don't ever see this process of people. Right. And I think that's the, the hardest thing is that if you walk in, you're going to see people who are doing things that you're like, wow. And you just assume it's been 20 years. And for most of them, it's a year or less. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a matter of how hard you want to go with it and take it. Because if you miss, people are going to be texting you and calling you. It's not mm -hmm. like signing up for a membership and then you don't go for three years. Like you're gonna get contact. Monthly donation to a gym. Yeah, you're gonna get contact. Now we don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but realistically, you, because it's such a big community and everybody knows you, they're gonna start asking questions like, "Hey, you know, I haven't seen you. Where you been?" Like, so it's really cool. So for people that want to get into CrossFit but they might be a little intimidated, um, mm -hmm. what's usually you know kind of the first thing that you say to them or? Uh, I don't want to call it a sales pitch because yeah. obviously they're the ones wanting to go. Mm -hmm. But what do you say to them uh, when they're looking to get started, but they are a little nervous? Oh, well, most of the time, the first thing somebody says when they walk in without you having to say anything is like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or this or that. And then the, the, uh, sometimes I'll, you know, be a little smart with them. I'll be like, well, if I told you to, what would happen? And they're like, well, I wouldn't be able to. And I'm like, okay, so where, where do we start then? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, and that's where we fall in. I'm not – you. We're not going to make you do something that, first off, how can I make you do something that you're unable physically to do? Right. So we have to find a starting block. And then we find out where you want to go. So there may be a 20-step process to get you to that thing. But along the way, you might realize, like, I don't really want it. And we might get to, you know, step six and we move on. Um, or you may say, like, yeah, I, I want to get that, but then I also want X. And the goal of what I try to do is more about the performance side, where I want you to start wanting to do things that may take two or three years. Well, now you've committed that time. And it's a process and you realize that aesthetically we're going to get you where you want to be. It's the performance stuff that might take some more time. And so we start everybody off in what we call our elements program. So if someone doesn't have CrossFit experience, it's basically three one-on-one -on -one sessions with a coach. So it also enables that person who's newer to build a relationship with at least one of our coaches. You can choose from any of our coaches. A lot of times it comes down to what the coach's availability is versus, you know, the new athlete's availability. But a lot of times you start to build a relationship because it's three hours of time that you're with that coach and they're breaking things down slowly, like going over what is an air squat, what is a thruster, what is, you know, proper form for a push-up, And so the goal there is this, that you're being introduced to those movements so that way when you finish those three classes and you do join the group classes, you're at least familiar. So when Nick is you know, instructing a squat, he's still going to break it down for you, but you have that aha moment of like, I've seen this before. 
It's not that yeah. intimidating that when you walked in the door for the first time and you viewed other people squatting and saying, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. What's happening? You'll see a word on the board and you're like, I don't know what that is. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, you don't know, but I bet if I show you, you'll remember. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm not very good at that. It's like, okay, well, we're still learning. So the goal is, is like she said, the aha moments. If we walk, If you walk in and we try to throw stuff at you, I'm gonna have to take 15, 20 minutes to teach you. But if we go through that beginner course, when you come in, the aha moment goes, oh yeah, I remember X about that. And it may be 10 times before you remember the actual movement with the name. But again, mm -hmm. it's just over time, it just develops. And we don't expect you to be a pro at all. <laughs> just to have fun. Yeah. And I think because it is so customizable, you know, each owner of each CrossFit gym runs their facility differently. Um, something like an elements program isn't re a requirement. But back to your myth-busting question, you know, I think CrossFit, I don't hear it so much anymore, but it used to have an injury connotation attached to it. And he and I both from the start, and I think it definitely stems from him having the athlete, you know, uh, capacity and, like, seeing it at the very high level um, of a CrossFit Games athlete to say, hey, we absolutely need to start people off from square one because if we're, you know – doing pull-ups where we're like flailing on a bar, which is, you know, technically called a kip, we need to be teaching pull-ups before that, you know, so that way they know that the next movement, like we build on things versus just like instruct, hey, let's let's try this. Um, so I think that's what makes us really unique too, is that we do pour that one-on-one that -on -one time into the athlete before they just like start these movements their body's never done. And you mentioned the CrossFit Games. I want to mm -hmm. change lanes a little bit and talk about that. Um, so it's something most people have seen on TV. Um, just tell us about the experience of going through a CrossFit Games, uh, whether it's preparation, being there afterwards. Uh, what can you share about that? Oh, well, I've been to the Games three times. Okay. Um, I guess each time is a little bit different, but the experience is amazing. It's grown so much. I mean, last year they actually they kind of hide you. You're walking around. There's thousands of people just lined up wanting pictures where was it last just, year it was in uh madison wisconsin okay and the year before it was in uh carson california right outside la mm -hmm. um but it's insane um it, it's kind of done that thing for me where it allows me to still feel like and be i mean be an athlete um but just the exposure to the the, the people it's insane people are crazy um and i think that that's what with crossfit people see more of is these crazy people because they are sometimes, and they can't control their emotions. They're like, oh my gosh, this was insane. This is, you know, and, and the reality is that's just them expressing themselves. You know, when you're really excited about something, sometimes you don't have the right words and it can come off weird or brash or a certain way to somebody else because they're not you. And when you do something that's that way for you, you express similarly, like you don't know really what to do. And I think being out there, you see that. And for me, I'm like, I'm just trying to do the best I can and people are just going crazy. And you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm, you know, my body's destroyed. You're telling me to go or do something. And I like, I need to slow down. Like, uh, it's, it's tough right yeah, now. The athletes, like watching him complete a workout versus watching somebody like myself complete a workout. It is a thousand times different. Um, and so I think uh, back to the community aspect, you th take these thousands of people who are watching, you know, in the past, it's been 40 athletes, right? Um, who make the games. Who yeah, make the games. So there's thousands of people watching 40 males and 40 females that are all going for the title of fittest man or fittest woman on earth. And so you're cheering and, like, you're watching them do things that you're like, 
I've done each of these movements before, but I could never do them as fluidly as they are, as fast as they are, in the time frame that they are. Like, it's insane. And that's why I think people go crazy because they see what we're doing and they know, like, oh, my gosh, like, I I have seen that or I understand it a little bit. Like, I, I go in the gym and I can try that. Now, yeah. granted, most of the time it's at a very, very low level. Right. But they know that they can go in and the same stuff we're doing, like, they could mimic or try to figure out, like, oh, man, I can get better at that. It's not like – playing football you don't get to put on your pads and go against you know an NFL running back and you don't want to you go play flag football with your buddies Mm -hmm. but in there it's like you can work out side to side next to me and be like wow like I'm doing the same thing Mm -hmm. granted we you know what we call scaling where you're making it easier more appropriate for where you are but it feels like wow like I get how you're feeling like you're tired I'm tired like I can do the same thing you're doing and that's I think for a lot of people what the games represents is the top level of what is capable while you mm-hmm. can go in and then try to strive for what's capable for you. And mm-hmm. I think we all have that. Now, what is prep like leading up to the games? Well, from a nutrition side and do workouts get ramped up? Uh, is it any different than the rest of the year? Yeah, I think once the games ends, uh, I take maybe a month or two where I kind of maybe do one or two workouts a day, which oh, consists. Just one or two? Yeah, it <laughs> consists of maybe probably like an hour to an hour and a half in the gym. Um, I'll be relaxed, like we'll travel more, go out, do stuff. Like I'm trying to enjoy the weather when it's nice. Um, And then as the season gets closer, like I'm making sure I'm dialing in my nutrition. Um, Meal timing uh, plays a big role in that kind of stuff. Um, Making sure that I'm eating well first Um, starts right when I wake up. Like if I don't eat well and then sleep, like if I don't get enough sleep, I can't train. How many hours do you guys try to get a night? I, I try to get eight to nine. She does less. She goes to bed a little little later than me most of the time. Like, she's in bed. but I'm in bed, but I have that poor habit of, like, scrolling through my yeah. phone. And then I'm yep. like, ooh, I yell shoot. And I, look, <laughs> and I look over at him. He's, like, sawing logs for an hour. And I'm like, I've, you know, killed way too much time. I need to go to sleep. Yeah. But um, yeah. I would say one of the things you left out is um, your mindset. Because I I see you often, like, when it's competition season, um, he starts watching, you know, you, there's a lot of documentaries on Netflix. They, they have um, done a phenomenal job of, like, showcasing past CrossFit games and putting them into the form of a documentary. And he'll take time out on, like, he'll have designated rest days, like, Tuesday mornings are resting, and then Thursday all day. And he'll watch a, you know, watch something like that, or he'll be listening to an audiobook that's more like um, geared around positive mindset. So just kind of like calming and things like yeah. that. And then I'm in the gym probably four to seven hours during like high training times. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's yeah, it's well, and some of it, the, if I'm in there for seven or eight hours, you know, I get to have more rest in between stuff. I get to kind of relax. If it's a shorter period of time, I'm cramming in stuff. But I'll do normally. Like four to seven different pieces, we'll call them, where it's like workouts or accessory work or just skill development, strength work, like just trying to practice and get ready for anything. Uh, do you guys meal prep? We do, yeah. So I don't. Um, <laughs> he has a pretty cool sponsorship right now with uh, Trifecta. Okay. And so it's a grass-fed and organic um, company. but they a meal delivery company. Yeah, it's a meal delivery. So currently on Fridays, he'll get a shipment of like chicken, salmon, tuna, steak, steak burgers. Uh, we just do the protein options. Um, and it's pre-cooked, never frozen. So it comes on Fridays. So technically, I, I enjoy cooking so much that 
I don't utilize that all the time. Uh, a lot of time we will divvy some of that out to my friends and family, like, here, try this. But um, it, it is really nice, especially when he's competing. Um, we flip that to be delivered, you know, to whatever hotel we're staying at. So that, and then I just kind of break it up into little meal containers. So he always has carb sources, which typically are rice and sweet potatoes, oatmeal, or any of those like baby food pouches, like easily absorbed. Mm -hmm. And all the veggies and stuff are local. So we'll get all that stuff from. Yeah, that's what I will typically get when I'm on my grocery routes. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you prep, Mm -hmm. uh, how many days in advance do you usually prep for? Um, So. Just on a weekly basis, I will typically prep on Sundays, and that usually gets us through Wednesday, and then Wednesday I'll prep again to take us through the rest of the okay. week. But if he's competing, um, like before when he was – the first time he made it to the CrossFit Games in 2011, um, I'll never forget, like, you know, making out my list and, you know, making these, like, protein power balls with peanut butter and flaxseed and raisins. and she then And then, like, a sweet potato <laughs> apple mash, like, in the crock pot and the, all these things. And then, you know, fast forward, like, anything, um, you know, things progress and life gets easier. And now he's got sponsorships and things that I'm like, all I have to do is just, like, take him the food, you know? Like, um, at regionals last year as he finished his workout – uh, that's only she handed me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right when floor. I finished it. <laughs> like and then I got quick. yelled at. They're like, you're not allowed to bring food out here. And I was like, I was hungry. It's quick carbs, <laughs> my yeah. Boy, my wife um, gave it to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I will, I'll never forget that time in 2011. Just making yeah. – I mean, it was like two days in advance. And then, like, making sure I had a, a big enough cooler and stressing about how was I going to keep everything cold. And, yeah. Yeah, competing gets crazy. <laughs> So I Googled some of the most common questions that CrossFit coaches get asked, mm-hmm. and I will ask them as a prospective athlete, okay. and then you guys go ahead and answer. And you tell me if you're going to join after based off the answer. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> no, not li- literally. <laughs> oh, like, oh, afterwards. Like, <laughs> you were the, yeah. the athlete. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. First up, what are the coach's qualifications? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so coach's qualifications, all that is needed is a level one certification. So that's all that you need to open up a gym and to be able to coach. And basically what that is, is it's a three day seminar essentially, but you get a certification for it. So that's all that you need. As far as myself, um, I basically, I played college football and did a lot of strength conditioning, exercise science. So went through school, had great strength coaches uh, through college, worked a lot with them. And in fact, one of them now actually opens across or has a CrossFit gym. So I communicate with him. Um, I get to work with or have in the past now that they changed everything about a year and a half ago with Notre Dame. So some of the coaches over there know pretty well and get to train with them. Um, and I've got about four certifications through CrossFit, whether that be weightlifting, pose running, endurance, um, and then the regular certification. And then I've got some personal training certifications as well. Um, for the most part, I believe though, is the hands-on, uh, learning stuff. So I actually like the teaching aspect. So I do a lot of seminars, um, there's no certifications with them, but I'll do a lot of teaching. Um, so for myself, it's just constant learning and developing. Um, so I've got a lot of background in it, uh, but I think I learned and have learned way more from others mm-hmm. and from actually the aspect of doing and teaching. 
And the opportunity through CrossFit, they have different levels of courses that you can take. So like bare minimum, you need a CrossFit level one um, to coach and or own a CrossFit gym. But then uh, they also have a level two. And so every five years you need to re-up your level one certification or you have the option of getting the next advancement. So um, I did that this last year when I needed my um, level one renewed. I ended up taking um, my level two. And I also have a CrossFit Kids certification. So if you want to teach a CrossFit Kids course and call it CrossFit Kids, you have to be certified for that as well. So those are the three that I've done along with a nutrition online precision nutrition course. So how many coaches total will be at your gyms? We have in the two gyms, we have 13 counting myself. So this wasn't a question on, but if I was the prospective athlete, a follow-up question. Everyone sees you guys on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, the other coaches would be able to handle just as well as you oh, guys? Yeah. 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 yeah, and the the beauty of it is, and kind of what I tell every coach, and this includes myself and I think every person is, number one thing I say is don't make anything up. Don't act like you know. Just speak the truth. Like, I, I don't have that question. I go, when you find the answer to a question, you have it forever. So the beauty is that it's that constant, like, hey, I had this come up, what do you think? Or this is going on. So we call it coaching the coaches. So having those conversations all the time that, you know, I may not be there and Chelsea may not be there, but if something happens, like, or there's a a question that arises that maybe is unknown, well, number one thing is to find the answer. And no one may have it. So we obviously have to research or find the right people that will. Um, But for the most part, I think there's enough coaches too. and, And we've got you know, a nurse practitioner who's a coach. We have business owners. An oral coaches. surgeon, no, yep. a SWAT officer. You know, they they work full-time yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we have we have people from all walks of life too, so they bring in uh, different ways of looking at certain things um, and teaching and coaching. So we have a lot of professionals in different areas that bring a, a different dynamic too. So you alluded to this earlier, but my next question was to be – how are you looking out for my safety? Well, your safety, number one, starts with when you come in and those one-on-one sessions. That's a lot of an evaluation. So we want to see how you move. So what I tell everybody when they first walk in is, number one, you have to be able to trust me. And that this helps with that, right? Like you can get trust, but I have to be able to trust you. So if I say do X and I turn around and I turn back and you're doing Y, I'm going to not be able to trust you as much. So with that being said, I can learn a little bit about somebody when they're like, oh, yeah, no, I would never do that or I would never do this, and then they do it. His biggest he, – he gets so, uh, like – I don't even know if it's annoyed is the right word. Yeah. But he gets real, like, antsy when somebody's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you start fast responding like that, when mm-hmm. he's telling you something, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're not getting anything. what I'm saying. I, if you you're come not- in and say you're, you're a pro athlete, okay, well, here's the beauty. You get to prove it. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to – I don't need to hear any stories. I don't need to, you know – I've heard so many stories about how awesome people are, and when something ends up happening, they end up giving you their excuse as to why it happened. Here's the thing. It's learning and developing, and that's what I'm there for. I'm there to help. And if you're really, really good, you're going to progress really, really fast. So that has nothing to do with what you have to say. You could be completely quiet, and we can walk through things, and it's going to be apparent. Right. And so to keep safety, obviously, is that trust factor has to be the number one thing. You have to trust me and respect me because I said, you don't know me from Joe Schmo. So if I can earn your trust and you can respect me and I can earn yours, that's a really good start to a relationship. And then the next thing is during that is I want confidence. So 
as we build that relationship and you start to listen and realize like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show them I can do it. But you feel like you have more. The confidence comes out in asking questions like, hey, do you think I can try this or do this? And if you're speaking to move forward, then that lets me know that you've thought about it, you visualized it, and you believe you can. And that's confidence. So mm-hmm. you, rather than me telling you to try something, I'd rather you tell me that you'd like to try something. And not in like a cocky, arrogant, like, oh, I can do this, but more of in a, hey, I've been practicing this stuff and I think I'm ready for the next thing. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's see. And the beauty is I get to step back and I say, show me. And then you obviously have to do it now with a little, <laughs> you know, you got, you got a little pressure on you. But you do that and the, and the beauty is a lot of times people are like, oh, I've done it so much already in my head and I've thought about it and like I got enough courage to speak, you know, that I can do it. Um, and that's, that I think is huge. So those are the, those are the big things is the trust and then to build up the confidence to be able to speak up and, you know, especially with somebody who comes in really, really scared to do that. That's right. huge. We also ask questions during that elements time, the one-on-one time. Do you have any past injuries? Is there any limitations that you currently can explain most people have that something. you deal with? That way we work around it. So, you know, Nick in his previous athletic life before CrossFit had a broken back twice. Yeah, fractured my back twice. Fractured, you know, so... He'll talk about, you know, deadlifting. If you have any sort of back injury, that's like the one lift that you're like, I don't I don't deadlift because I've had back problems. But that's what saved me. It's the strengthening the muscles and the tendons around where that injury was like actually puts you in a much better position. So we don't try to convince you of that. The moment you walk in and you just disclose that you're extremely scared to pull anything off of the floor we don't say oh well we're gonna have you do that anyways you know but we learned that and that that's back into building that relationship and the whole trust factor is you know I hear you and then we have the opportunity to use Nick as an example um, but let them know we're gonna go at your speed and that's where I'll end up having we have small you know expectations I guess like my goal will be for somebody who's like oh I'm really scared of this or that like hey I, I totally understand that. My goal is to have you be able to, you know, if it's a woman, I want you to be able to pick up 100 pounds off the ground safely. And they're like, well, why 100 pounds? Well, because that way, if you're alone in your house and you have to move your couch, you're totally fine doing it. Because a lot of times people will say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. But then when we put it into a real life situation, we ask them, how do they accomplish those tasks? And they're like, well, I just do it. It's like, well, wouldn't it be nice to learn? Right. And then when mm-hmm. you, because the, the coolest thing is when you have somebody who can't bring, bring their arm over their head or can't, you know, they, they hurt their back hurts and they can't do certain things, but they're doing them all day. And then all of a sudden they come in six months later and they're like, hey, there was this one thing in my house or this one thing at work and I've never been able to do it and I was able to do it today. And it was so cool. And you're like, that's that's what it's about. It's that stuff. All right, so my last question is, will you also help me with my nutrition? Yeah, so we just completed um, a nutrition challenge if you will, at the gym, but it was really more of a lifestyle way of eating. Um, It got people to, again, we like to utilize the community aspect and all that we do in CrossFit. And so for, um, I think it was five weeks, five weeks long, um, each you were kind of like divided it up amongst teams and it was basic um, protein, vegetables, fruit. So it was like an elimination type from dairy, sugars, and grains. Um, And we saw tremendous results from that. Um, And But outside of that, you will always 
with our nurse practitioner. Um, her background also is in nutrition. Um, you've got myself. You have a lot of people who have – it's like the next layer. So uh, sometimes people like to start with nutrition and then add in the exercise. Um, but what we find, too, is when you start CrossFit, when you start doing something – as hard as CrossFit and and you stay as dedicated to it, you want to match that with your eating, and um, you'll you can you know Google search like a fitness in a hundred words or less. It's a big CrossFit thing, but um, it's also very similar to Michael Pollan's. You know, eat um, eat meat, um, not sugar. You know, little starch, something along those lines. Um, but I think that that like the whole community aspect at some point or another nutrition always always comes up and there's still a lot of resources available so a question i ask um everybody before we get into the lightning round questions here um if there's people out there listening or a couple out there listening and they want to do what you guys have done uh what's a couple quick pieces of advice you've had you would have for them oh man as in like open the gym or open the gym kind of well basically Work, work for yourselves, yeah. working yeah. together. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea has her own business with Beauty Counter, which um, she's super successful at, um, where it's clean skincare. So it matches the gyms, it matches our lifestyle, our right. nutrition. Mm-hmm. We obviously have kids. We want to make sure that they're taken care of. I have an online programming thing where I've got athletes from about 30-plus countries. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then obviously we have the two gyms. So we do a lot of stuff um, – I'd I would say entrepreneurial, but also new age where it's online, it's connecting. Um, and for me, I say with most people is, I think I was talking to somebody the other day about this was, I'm just turned 35 and I was talking to a 21 year old and I was like, if I was talking to myself and you were me, I'd be pumped where I am. And what I want you to do is look at yourself at 35 and be pumped where you are. So if you're like, oh, I wish I would try this, you know, the, you can always work and do something else. So if you have a passion, you can easily have a job and allocate time to be able to develop that passion. And it might turn into something more and it may just be able to become a cool hobby that you get to tell people about. Just like if you were golfing or watching TV, mm-hmm. taking that time and, and developing. I never would have thought 10 years ago I'd be, number one, doing a podcast about this, sitting in right. here and, and, and living mm-hmm. the life that we're living. But it's amazing when you just take the steps and instead of writing down i told him i was like if you write down a hundred things that you need to do you're never going to do them i go but instead maybe write about what it is you want it to look like and then take steps towards that and then you'll start to have a better outline rather than just all these have to's that you're thinking to 30 of them like there's no way i can do this today or tomorrow or the next day when in reality you may not have to do them at all yeah i i really think too it comes down to like unashamedly talking about what it is you want to go after I think a lot of times people we have these big ideas that we're like afraid to say them because what if people what if it fails um but I think there's so much power in being able to be you know like in a relationship speaking from our from the two of us I feel like there's so much power in our relationship for me being able to say hey I kind of think I want to go for something like this and for me not to be scared to say that and him say well, what would that look like? And then we like next thing you know, it's like almost like a business plan. Like here we are talking it out. Well, let's jot some things down on paper, and then to have the you know be supportive. So if you have if you are in a relationship and your person says that they want to go for something, like 
the reality is let them do that. You know, it's who knows what it could become. But mentioning Beauty Counter, I had no idea safer skincare was um, something that I would be so passionate about. But the reality came down to I was already working with people on living a healthy lifestyle through fitness and nutrition. And if someone like myself was unaware of the lack of regulation in our products that the U.S. bans something silly like 30 ingredients, I now felt responsible. And so I said to him, hey, I think I need to join this mission so that way I can inform people. You know, and Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, what would that look like? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I can tell you that right now, like, I would make this my thing. Like, I feel that passionate about it. There's something inside of me that says I need to go for this. And here we are a year and a half later, and we not laugh, but we we just like are so grateful. If I never would have said yes to this opportunity, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do half of the things that we've done in this last year and a half. And it just, we didn't even know. I had no idea that that was like right behind the curtain, but I had his support to go for it. And I think that that's that's really important. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you guys ready to have a little fun with some lightning round questions? Yeah, yep. First up, um, what are your favorite cheat meals or it could be a specific item? Oh, you guys are going to go off course a little bit. Or donuts. Do you never have donuts? Okay, donuts. great answer. Yeah, yeah, rise and roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't go down grape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my gosh. That's funny. Do you get the full-size donuts or the like the little Both. Donut holes? It depends. Both. Well, the whole size. I mean, I I don't. I probably went there like three or four times since they've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but people at the gym will buy me the, the donut holes. Yeah. They'll drop them off. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not eating these. Like, what you? And then I'm like, maybe like two. <laughs> I honestly, um, I crave sushi, and I know that's not bad. So it's not um, currently the way that I track my nutrition is I I count my macros, and so being able to go out for sushi when I can't necessarily control, like um, I'm not counting. How, I don't know how many grams of rice they're giving me or right. how many grams of protein. Um, so to be able to go in and order three rolls is like heaven. Yeah. You know, I'm like <laughs> I, I don't even have to count this. Yeah. None of it matters. Um, but probably besides sushi, my second favorite is tacos and specifically Crooked You. Okay. Um, they're pork tacos. You know Too that. spicy for me. Ooh, it's, they're so good. So good. Okay, so I'm going to go off the rails a little bit here. Mm-hmm. If you were leading an army in the Civil War, hmm. would you rather have a modern tank or a T-Rex? Oh, T-Rex. Dang. T-Rex. Well, I mean, it depends how how close to the quarters. Because if a T-Rex <laughs> is coming at you from a distance, I'm pretty sure the tank has the advantage. I mean, so, so let me okay, let's do this. Narrow it down, however you okay. like. Yeah. There's a tank and a T-Rex, and you're kind of in a valley, and the T-Rex comes over the hill from behind. Okay. And the tank doesn't know it, but the T-Rex gets the first hit. So, so it's not necessarily a tank versus t-rex oh you're leading the army and you can only choose and one it's of in them. the civil war i'm going with the freaking t-rex you're going with the Let's t-rex see. yeah is, is it for like the fear factor like you think like, oh dude do you know how many guys wouldn't shoot because <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like well, number one what am i going to do and number two what if he sees it's me <laughs> like i would just run i would just you know what they always say just don't you you don't have to be the fastest you just can't be the slowest yeah. like i would just be in the middle of the pack 
and I would just stay on the side that he isn't, and I would not be in the back, and I would not be in the front. I would choose T-Rex, too, just because <laughs> what, right when you said T-Rex, it made me think of this meme I saw somewhere, and I literally busted up laughing. It was something about somewhere, who was the person somewhere in the world that decided what the sound of a dinosaur makes? That's a good point. Yeah, right. Like yeah, who heard who heard the rar yeah. or whatever it is? You know, <laughs> yeah. like who decided that? What if they spoke? Yeah, I, I just I just took Jurassic Park as fact. I guess. Yeah, right. I know. Isn't that like That's a crazy real. question? Yeah, I know. I remember I heard that the first time. I was like, wow, you blew my mind. Well, have either of you been stuck on an elevator? Yes. I don't. I don't think so. No, because yeah. I. Probably what was the situation I don't, there? I don't think it was very long. I remember just it stopped, and I think there was – I feel like if you're in a situation like that, if you're the person who's the most scared, it, it becomes really bad. And if there's somebody more scared than you, it's not as bad. I think somebody was freaking out, and I remember just being like, it's going to open. Like, we're going to be fine. Like, yeah, you had, they had, like, a button or something. Like, you know, they – So you weren't stuck very long? No, I would say, like, two or three minutes. Yeah. Like, enough to, like, freak somebody yeah, out. Yeah. But when, yeah. somebody, but when somebody's really scared, you're like – it's not falling. Like, kind of helps calm you down. Yeah, in a like weird you're way. like, oh, I gotta be the voice of reason. Yeah. Like, so I'd be, <laughs> I'd be the person calming everybody. But then you down, think then. like the next like seven times you go in an elevator, it's gonna stop it. Yeah. And then you have that person who hits the stop button. Sometimes you ever had that? No, I will kill that person. Yeah, they're gonna really, like stop it, and they're like, oh. Or we used to in college, we would stop it, and then you could open up the elevator in the middle of the floors. So you'd have like the floor. You are a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's... What, yeah. We would do that in college Jeez. too. So. Because they just, you could open it as it was moving to. Yeah. I don't think those were smart things to do. <laughs> no, probably but not. That's no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite uh, TV shows, either currently or all time? He and I both do not watch TV hardly at all. Um, she likes a lot of the Handmaid's Tale, is probably her favorite. Yeah, Netflix. Handmaid's Tale was the, my last. Is good. I'd say we're more of in that realm where we'll try to find stuff, but I'm. Find something to binge. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you that I've probably not watched all the episodes of any season ever because if we start something she says all right let's start this and we start one episode and then i leave and i'm gone and then i text her and i'm like hey don't do any don't watch anything else she said i won't so then we'll watch one more but then the next day i'll come in she'll be like hey we're on episode 12. (laughs) and i'm like we were on three but i i will and then i don't care at that point i'll go through spurts where i'll commit to something like that and then it's like now it's since handmaid's tale like it's been that long since i've really watch anything we we're trying currently to watch that you show on netflix oh yeah that one's plenty creepy but though. yeah but we're we've watched like four episodes and like you know you'll watch one and then two weeks will go by it feels like me right now and then i'm <laughs> like all right we can just put one I on like i movies. guess pop on a movie and just kind of you do i'm not favorite a movies well i mean like any of the new superhero the okay. new Marvel movies, any of those. So you get Black Panther, Infinity Wars, all that stuff. When they, I've watched them all in the theater, and then when they pop on, I'm like, I gotta watch them again yeah, on Netflix. Yeah. I can honestly never answer these types of questions, specifically because I don't rewatch something. I'm just, I won't watch. Like, I know people watch Friends or whatever since it's on right. Netflix. I'm like, no, I remember the that office. was on when I was in school, grown up. But like, I don't care to watch anything like that. So. To answer what my favorite is, I don't know. I'll watch a movie and be like, that was so good. And I'll tell people about it for like the next week. But then I'm over it. You know, (laughs) forget about it. So I don't have a favorite. All right, we'll do one more here. Would you rather be permanently transported 500 years into the future or the past? Ooh, I'm scared of what 500 years in the future would look like. But in the past, I mean, you have the knowledge Mm-hmm. Of what that's what I mean. Now. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if I went to, you ever seen that? What what is that? Stupidity or the movie where 
a guy gets frozen and he wakes up 500 years later and like everybody's Idiocracy. not very smart. Idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah. So I mean, you could have that too where you're like the smartest on both sides. Um but what if it's dinosaurs again or something in 500 years and then you're like, yeah. I would say 500 years dinosaurs in the past. Make a comeback. I would go I would past. I'd, I'd go, go future. Past. I'd be a, I'd be a wizard. <laughs> but I am yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my i my uh my iPhone yeah. and like but the iPhone won't work, obviously. Yeah, but what happens when I'll have uh, Bluetooth and I'll connect. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'll be that wizard that's like, hey guys, give me like 20 minutes and I'm gonna yeah. show you everything I know. <laughs> you're, the, you're the great wizard that's of your it. century. And then I just then I run. I'm like, oh gosh. I'd go future just because I, you know, you don't no know what. No phones would be nice too. Yeah, you don't know what to expect, but that would be pretty cool to see. Think you'd acclimate pretty quickly. Um, I think I would look around for a second and probably have to take it all in. But but yeah, then I think I'd, You'd I'd be up and actually, running. You know what? She'd probably live to like 175 at that point, <laughs> whereas I'm going to live like three more years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be like they're going to be like, haven't you been married for like 20 years now? Like you, you had your like 13 year old bride. Like what the <laughs> heck? You know? Like because isn't that what happened? Like yeah. yeah. I'd be like, what? And they're like, yeah, you're too old now. Like you're now a a wizard mm. <laughs> literally like you're <laughs> that's what's weird about handmaid's tale for me though back to that show was like at first it's like it's taking part in the past to me you know like the bonnets and the way but, but the then future. it's the future because i'm like oh my gosh like i actually when we first started saying that i was like i gotta pay way more attention to politics because yeah. <laughs> because if this ever happens like whoa so that's like a little mix of both right past yeah. and future well, let's end with some plugs. Um, plug your personal um, social media. You both have big followings. Um, you with your CrossFit and training and beauty counter. Plug um, gym websites, um, how people can find you if they want to decide to get into CrossFit. Hit us with all the plugs. Uh, so you can follow me on social media. I'm Nick Urankar, N-I-C-K-U-R-A-N-K-A-R on Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if you can really add me on Facebook. They only give like 5,000 friends. <laughs> Um, and you're, then you're Twitter page. stuff I don't really use, um, but our website's CrossFit061.com and CrossFit574.com, or you can email me at Nick at CrossFit061.com if you have any questions or you're like, hey, what's up with this stuff? Um, and yeah. um, for me, it's Chasing Chelsea on Instagram. Uh, it's my name is spelled a little different. It's C H E L S S I E, and um, I'd like to share fitness, nutrition, safer skincare, all the things. Um, we share, I share a little bit, we both are a little bit quieter about our kiddos on our social media. Um, the accounts are open, so, we, you know, they're there also. But yeah, I don't like putting a bunch of stuff out about them. Um, and for a beauty counter, um, I do have a personal link within inside my Instagram, but the website is just beautycounter.com backslash Chelsea Rankar. Yeah, and if you need anything fitness related, you can contact me too. I have a lot of discounts on companies and different things so grips and everything diet everything. templates email or social the best way to get a hold of you on that both both, both work well yeah cool well thank you both for coming on had yeah, a good this time is great you're both team t-rex yeah <laughs> man and, uh, uh, could you imagine being the guy riding the t-rex like first of all who's controlling this yeah, thing that would be fun yeah <laughs> well thanks for having us yeah thanks yeah, for coming on thank again you. appreciate it Welcome to my city